Hey, uh, this is the Not Just a Game podcast back with you once again. I'm Dr. Catherine Flick. And I'm Dr. Ted Fothergill. And this week we're going to talk a little bit uh, about a slightly more, um, well, a very much a more serious uh, topic than the travel one from last week. Ted, do you want to do a bit of an introduction? Yeah, I mean, so last last time, um, forgive us, we indulged in a bit of nostalgia about travel. This was somewhat selfish, considering that the world is a massive fuck-off tipfire. And maybe we should have kicked off with some shoutier takes covering shit what's on. But we wanted to get back on an even keel and kind of recall some of the things we cherish in video games and remember how to chat to each other. And, and we're, we're learning, generally, but we're also learning to do this and everything else in ways we haven't had to think about before. And that doesn't change the world we live in or, or the issues facing all of us. And the travel nostalgia would have come across quite differently in a different context. Oh, wait, okay, quickly. Context. That is making me think about archaeology, and it's making me want to talk about the antiquity system in ESO, which is <clears throat> not archaeology, but not yet. <laughs> we have something yes. more important to talk about first. Uh, we've talked about uh, issues of politics in games, uh, attending or, or um, you know, taking part in pride events and other vivid reflections of rights-based discourse in video games, and at no other time has this kind of thing been more important? Black lives matter. That's Black it. lives matter. Yep. That's the message. As a person who passes as white most of the time, like it's vital that I live that message and I don't just acknowledge that privilege, but leverage it. Like I don't, I don't have bags of it lying around, but this is what I have. I'm not also saying that other intersections don't play into this, but it's the black lives we should care about, the black trans lives, those who are most affected by the systemic racism that benefits people who look like me. Absolutely. And and, and I am as white as white as white. And I mean, I have German, English heritage. I'm basically as white bread as they come. And I absolutely need to, um, you know, acknowledge that I have such significant privilege and you know really that these last well these last few months have have really uh shown i think i mean it's it's certainly brought far more to my attention than in in previous uh, times just how important it is to really show solidarity and and not just sort of you know idly click a retweet or two but actually go out of my way to to do something to to show my support and i mean um i've been doing that through say monetary support um i've, well, I've been Same. trying to anyway um and also just like talking to people when like to really bring it to their attention people who may not necessarily normally engage with this sort of thing or not understand why it's such a big deal but because it's such a big deal now people are actually like you know they want to know why is this happening now and not before so i, I have i've been trying to take these opportunities to, to to talk to people about it as well and so not to, to try to i guess my my thing is is i i really want to lighten the load for people who are sick of it having to explain it all the time and i mean um the other day i was looking at a thing about um using emojis right and how the yellow emoji is a default um emoji yeah. but but it's actually just a substitute for white yeah and the it's fact considered that, a neutral value exactly which is by default a white thing which is right? so yep. and it's it, and, bollocks 
it was a really good series of little Instagram posts that mm. uh, someone had redone for redone for Twitter. But it was um, about like how they took the colors from The Simpsons and stuff like that. But obviously, the people of color in The Simpsons are not mm-hmm. yellow. No, well, <laughs> no, so, they're not. They're they're tan or brown or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. or they're a different shade of yellow if yeah. they're and they have differently shaped facial features and things exactly. like that. Yeah. So it was about reclaiming. So it was about basically. Um, uh, testing the uncomfortableness for, of white people who are, you know, vaguely like, or, you know, who are allies, or, or at mm. least, or, or not even, you know, it, perhaps even more than allies, you know, those sort of proactive as opposed to just passive, right? But mm. it's, it's about this discomfort that I have personally from choosing a white emoji to represent myself is because I like, um, cause I as- associate that with like white supremacist kind of assholes. Yeah. And actually what we need to be doing is not just, you know, hiding in the yellow, but mm-hmm. really kind of reclaiming that, that, you know, the, the white emoji so that, um, black emojis are, um, you know, not, like they're not seen as kind of provocative if that makes sense yeah um and it's 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 important to normalize that and like um my decision for example in my i i hardly ever tweet anymore because it's it's just kind of a lot of energy um i try um it's hard um says i'm a settler yeah i identify as a settler because i want to normalize people under like thinking about what that means what it means to live on stolen land Yep. So, I mean, in Australia, um, there's a lot of movement towards acknowledgement of um, the traditional owners of country. Um, and obviously, I'm not in Australia right now, but if I were, I'd, I would, you know, if in my little location bar, I'd probably be putting that, right? Um, but, I mean, the thing is, is that these are fairly sort of, I mean, to a certain degree, they're kind of like, there's a whole thing about like clicktivism, right? So, yes. <laughs> yes. Or slack, right. slacktivism, right? Are these you are easy doing the work. Yeah, exactly. So are I think, you, I mean, they are think, little things you can do and they're not, the thing is that, and it's like putting your pronouns in your profile, right? It's yeah. not, you know, it's, it's not, not a great, hard. it's not a hard thing. It's not, it, it's, it's not, but it's also not a big thing. So don't make a big fucking deal out of it if you do yes. it, right? But, yes. um, but I oh, think yeah. it's important mm. really, I mean, to get back to what we were going to talk about, um, I think it's just important to kind of like, I mean, I, I to to sort of own my background as well. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm white as white, but I'm married to a black man. And I have a, a mixed race child, right? So, I mean, the, I'm w- the things I worry about for my yeah. son are immensely different than if he were white, right? And so, I like the fact that this is and this is how kind of race, I guess, is coming into my um, a lot more into my. Uh, everyday life I guess is is through his eyes and through need, you know feeling like I need to use my privilege to do as much as I can to kind of protect him but then I also realized that not every black child has that right so it's, it's really really complicated to talk about and it's also extremely uncomfortable but I think it's really important that for us to talk about it yeah um and got to it's like the yeah. minimum work we can do is is just be like well shit and, so, yeah, and, so, I mean, like, uh, if you're listening to our podcast today and you, this makes you uncomfortable, then good, because it should make you uncomfortable. We're uncomfortable. We, we're uncomfortable we should talking be. about it. Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. So, like, I mean, and, um, yeah, and, and also, I mean, yeah, please, 
I guess, take this as, as our way of trying to do some work and, and not just be kind of a, um, you know, slacktivists. Uh, and we may not get everything right. And I certainly, right. personally, I know I won't get everything right because... No, I'm, and I won't. You know, we're human beings and we're fallible, but we're going to try our best. Yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, it is like we, you know, we have our, our own worries and, and you know, we, we try to have the awful conversations with colleagues and explain things or, or do our best because we have the, a shared fear that like if we don't if we don't sort out our white settler colleague um, or even <laughs> our non-white colleague um, and just explain or do what we can to kind of make a bridge or a connection then someone someone black will have to do that work yeah exactly and it's just so, like yeah that's we gotta do it yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, if you're, yeah, like, if you're like me and listening to this podcast, you need to be getting your shit together and doing some shit too. <laughs> Basically. So, yeah. So, I, I, this is one of the responses to the Black Lives Matter protests was um, from Microsoft. And they were like, oh, we're going to amplify voices from the black and African-American community at Microsoft. And there was one person who tweeted, um, a woman named Megan Carpenter, um, who's been with Microsoft for seven years. And this is what she writes. I personally don't want the flashy signs or symbols of allyship. I'm not looking for the buttons and T-shirts and hashtags. I want an ally who pays attention to what is happening outside their own community or perspective. I want an ally who knows that these things are happening to people like me without me needing to tell them that they are happening to people like me. So I guess yep. this is our way of trying to do that. Yeah. Excellent. So, so Sorry. No, be my guest. I was going to say, so too, how are we oh, going to actually do this? Right. So games companies, like moving from Microsoft, um, and oh my gosh, um, we've had these responses from Bungie, Ubisoft, Wizards. Uh, oh, and boy, shall we ever talk about combat wheelchair soon? Maybe <gasps> even in the Antiquities yes. episode. I want to talk um, about combat wheelchair. Oh, yeah, we should. But anyway, these are all pretty cringeworthy replies, and nobody kind of owned the role of their company or the games industry in complacently supporting systemic racism. And for a time, there was this image circulating around Twitter, um, the brand one, and it reads as follows. We at Brand are committed to fighting injustice by posting images to Twitter that express our commitment to fighting injustice. To that end, we offer this solemn white on black dot JPEG that expresses vague solidarity with the black community, but will quietly elide the specifics of what is wrong, what needs to change, or in what ways we will do anything about it. This is doubly true if brand is particularly guilty of exacerbating these issues. We hope that this action encourages you to view brand positively without, you know, expecting anything from us. Brand. <laughs> and that is basically what almost every single bloody release from a video games company looked like. Yeah, it was really bad. I mean, and the thing is, is that they all kind of jumped on this bandwagon and it was almost like they were like, oh shit, we better say some things just so we don't like. So we don't, don't look know. bad. Yeah, exactly. And so the people it was so generic, and it was oh, the grab just capital. Like I know that's really capital, cynical yeah. of me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it was like oh, it's just it was so cynical. It was terrible. Mm. 
the um i think the trouble with these sorts of you know easily genericized responses that they require the sort of suspension of disbelief i and and others may just not be capable of summoning without massive quantities of rye in the words of Gita jackson writing for vice how can i trust that activision blizzard supports these protests when blizzard suspended players for speaking out about the protests in hong kong last year where protesters were beaten by the cops how am I supposed to believe EA is delaying its Madden announcement because it cares about black lives when it censored Copernic's name in a song in their last game? I'm happy to see and hear the solidarity, but the games industry has to clean its own house too and admit that it is part of the problem. Yeah, that's, so that's some, some cynical bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, like these companies, they, they're so bad, like... You go into any, so go into Overwatch, right? So Blizzard oh, game, oh, and what? and the amount of like racial bullshit that goes on, like racist bullshit that goes on there. If any, like, I mean, it's just you know they're 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 not good at. So they they need to get better at, like they need to get better at, at dealing with their player base as well as I mean it's not mm-hmm. it's, and the thing is it stems from there right if they if they stamp out racism in their player base well not racism but they get stamp out the racist let's say they mm. get rid of the racists in their player base this 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 like kind of um it's like a trickle up economy right <laughs> I hate to say it but like you know it it it, it like if you leave spaces for people to fill it with garbage racist bullshit they're going to fill it with garbage you know these garbage racists are going to show up and fill it with garbage racist bullshit and Mm -hmm. like yeah it's hard and yeah it costs money and yeah it's you know distressing for you know like moderators to deal with this stuff as well but you've got to you've got to deal with that and this is this is part of you can't take you can't put a game out there that has a community aspect to it and oh. then not take any responsibility for what people in the community actually do in that. And, I mean, yeah, they say, oh, well, we filter words and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, they know as well as we do that pe- people get around them, um, that vo- voice, certainly voice chat is not, you know, there's no real way to, to kind of filter that. To moderate that. that or filter it, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and, and, and anyway. to a certain degree, like, uh, reporting and all that is, is too late, you know. Um, mm. Well, and, and you have... Like you mentioned Overwatch and that sort of twigged a memory. Like I think it was last year before <laughs> before the everything. Um, there was an Overwatch player who got really horribly abused and harassed and she posted it, like I don't remember if it was on on I think it was on Twitter. Um, mm. and like one of the marketing leads for Blizzard were like, Oh, I'll, I'm on it. And you're like what do you mean you're on sure, it? Sure you are. <laughs> what are you actually doing? Yeah. White guy. I, yeah. I mean, it may not, to be fair, I don't remember if it was a white guy, but I think probably that's probably was. likely. Um, just to cover my own backside. Uh, it may not have been, but I'm pretty sure it was. It's like, all right, Mark, yeah. David. Uh, but the Josh, thing is also, it's not. it shouldn't Chad. come down to people... Um, making a huge fuss about it on Twitter or where people can like. So the thing no. is, they're, resp- they're responding there to a PR problem, right? And 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 they're responding there to 
someone who has some clout in the community who is making a stink about it and therefore it looks makes them look bad so they have to clean it up, right? But it shouldn't and be all about risk management. Sh- absolutely. No, absolutely. This is what I was, I was going to say is oh, that sorry. it, it should be a proactive – like they should shouldn't even get that far. They shouldn't – like they should be act proactively, monit- you know, doing this stuff every day, not just when you know stuff happens and it, they look bad. It, like this, this should be, I don't know. Like the, the, I've been working, I've been looking at a couple of things recently, like a code of ethics for for game development, which is an interesting mm. activity that um, I've been invited to. Um, participate in. But I amazing, think yeah, you it was actually pretty cool. An episode on that. <laughs> Yeah, when there's a little bit more to talk in, about. In due course. In due course. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, like, I, I really see, like, I see, and I see all these companies signing up to that, right? But the actual mm. implementation of it, the problem is, is that it, it's going to have, you know, very little teeth in when it comes to it. But um, the, the, applic- the you know, people, these sorts of companies, they're, they're very good at the lip service, but they're very bad at the actual implementation because the actual implementation is expensive and the actual yes. implementation is hard. And the it's actual exactly implementation, like a technical implementation, right? Well, it is. It, I mean, it's a lot context of, specific and it's going to suck and it's going to be expensive. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, and it's, and it's, Difficult to do because nobody wants. It's a too. It's it's in the too hard basket. As we used to, right. <laughs> I used to say, you know, it, it's been thrown in the too hard basket. So mm-hmm. people just sort of think, oh yeah, we, we'll put a reporting mechanism in and we'll make it easy to report people, and that's our due diligence. And it's like no, but like, I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, like, like maybe reporting will get let's say eighty percent of people. But the thing is, is that. It's really tiring to report people all the time. I mean, what they really should be doing is actually getting people to sit in, like like employees, to sit in on the conversations and actually, you know, not have require people to do reporting of racism and and sexism and stuff like that. But just just making victims work. It's exactly like what happens in the well, it's what happens in the so called justice system, right? Well, exactly. It makes yeah, exactly what it is. And and so yes, they really need to have live moderators who sit in the chat and just get rid of people who are just idiots, right? And mm. and then also make sure there's no penalty or like turn or turn you know, make get them to turn their microphones off and, you know, finish the game and then kick them or whatever. But and they'll like yeah, yeah, they'll also need to support those moderators. Um and and their bravery because it's hard to do stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I, these obviously would be employees. So there's, mm. you know, I mean, and and it's not as bad as, say, Facebook stuff where you oh. actually... Oh, no, no. I was actually like just thinking about that, right? Like the but, horrible I mean, images and things that people yeah. have been exposed to that are going to give them... But then, yeah, exactly. But suffering, you know, scarred for life, basically. Yeah. But but they also do need support and they do need they to do. have, they do need to have, you know, the ability to really make you know, affect the change that they need to affect in order to, to stamp the problem out. And mm-hmm. I mean, the problem is that, yeah, like I said before, if you give these space, if you give these spaces, uh, places like space for this sort of behavior, you're going to get this sort of behavior. And, you know, you just can't sit there and wring your hands and say, oh, well, we did the best we could. It's just, it's not acceptable anymore. It's not good enough. That's no. my... <laughs> no. Um, and it, and that's that's just... Like yeah. the the bottom line, it's it's interesting you you're talking about the space for for those really nasty voices. Um, the um, there was a story a little bit ago um, 
about um, a representative from California, California congressman called out Blizzard. I can't, I couldn't find the story, um, but basically they, sh- this person Twitter shamed Blizzard on Twitter <laughs> when um, so one of one of their staffers um, saw that there was effectively a KKK meeting happening in World of Warcraft. Um, I'm listeners can probably Google this, um, but but this definitely this definitely did happen, um, and it's basically you have online online Nazis meeting, and the gay. I remember the the guild being mentioned because I remember them myself. <laughs> um, they've been around since 1998. The guild is called Enclave, and they are white nationalists. They are racist. They are anti-Semitic, um, and they dress up with white hoods and things. Um, and and they, you know, they they just do vile and disgusting things in why are they still why here? are they still here um and this is the thing like other games have a similar rot and black players are still abused in ways that reflect and replicate the the systemic racism in the so-called real world to say nothing of the kind of long-term issues of racism in games and their production more generally so it makes it really difficult to kind of take company responses to this seriously i mean do you know i know of of one one thing i was told about um that have happened that a few things actually in in games that have been responses to this either company or or player responses that have been reasonably good um so i know that in call of duty modern warfare and warzone there's a there's a message on startup and and in other areas of the game as well um, that you can't avoid seeing. And it's, um, I have the quote, black lives matter. Our community is hurting. The systemic inequalities of our community experiences are once again center stage. Call of Duty and Infinity Ward stand for equality and inclusion. We stand against the racism and injustice our black community endures until change happens and black lives matter. We will never truly be the community we strive to be. So I like that they Mm. put it in the game and that people had to see it. But even this statement doesn't take responsibility it's the community and okay games communities can indeed be a smoldering rubbish heap sure but it's not the corporate structure that had anything to do with this right yeah so no no mention of the systemic Mm. likely it is likely systemic racism that's happening within their own company which is a large company right Mm -hmm. and um you know they've probably been um you know turning down black creators uh for jobs and things where you know for you know for for white creators you know through various perhaps uh, you know unconscious bias or or other you know maybe even conscious bias um yes and, yeah, no intentional bias yeah, yeah exactly right and and so yeah i mean this i mean so stuff like stuff like especially like within companies i mean this is one of the reasons i worry for my son a little bit and yes. and to a certain degree like so in the uk for example if you have a nigerian name um you're far less likely to get a job uh, you have to apply i think like for 85 like it was like ridiculous number of jobs before you get a job compared with someone without with a non like nigerian name um 
And so this is one of the reasons, one of the many reasons, but it certainly came up in my thinking when, when we double-barreled his name with my name, right? Because yeah. at it's least like that, you're trying to, to protect. protect yeah. You're trying to put like a little whiteness shield on there, right? That's right, exactly, which sounds terrible. But Yeah, but in, you know, like, I like, would be terrified. Yeah, <sighs> exactly. And, and so, you know, like, Oh, it's just it's it's and it's such a complicated thing to, to talk and about as well, and it's right? gross. You're like, this is embarrassing, yeah. and yet it's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were a bunch of other reasons we also oh, decided. Of course, that. yeah. I mean, not to discount <laughs> but, those. Not yeah, to but discount it's it, you know, it did occur to me while I was while I was making that decision, right, that it would actually benefit him in the future to also have that, and 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 from like that, and that that would come from you know, basically a, an institutional racist system that is, happens in the UK. <sighs> but, I mean, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, so these companies that do these kind of blah things. I, I have to say, though, I was really impressed with um, Bungie who in Destiny 2. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so they announced their um, latest expansion pack. Uh, well, it was a couple of months ago now. It was all, <laughs> feels like it's been forever. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Time is different now. Yeah, so this is a big thing that, like, if you play Destiny 2, everyone was, like, waiting for this. You know, they wanted to see what, it's, you know, it's a ex big expansion announcement, you know, the next mm. big part of Destiny 2. Um, and what I really liked is that they made everybody wait for 8 minutes and 46 seconds, which is the, obviously the time it took for George Floyd to die. Um, to die oh, my God. With, yeah, with a, um, I think it, had it had a count had basically said black lives matter and it had a countdown and we actually ray and my husband ray and i we watched it the whole thing and I, like yeah. I, it, it i mean the emotion like the the impact that had on me was really quite significant and like it was such a simple thing to do but yes. like it was really effective and it um i mean i don't know how much change it's likely to have affected but it certainly um but it, it was feels really, impactful, which isn't nothing. People will remember yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, there were obviously there were a bunch of assholes talking about it on Twitter and all that. But what then, you, but it actually got quite a it got a very good response. Um, you know, like it, it was a well thought through sort of activity that they did, um, and it got a really good response. But actually, Bungie's really good at that sort of mm. thing. Like they're actually quite. Um, proactive in terms of supporting say trans rights and and things like that as well so um yeah so actually i'm i'm bungee's on my 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 tick list, Good uh, list for now yeah for, for the moment for now at least on that particular thing <laughs> yeah, yeah i have to say that i mean just thinking about it now just gives me shivers like I, it yeah was no it really impactful i mean i had a, an emotional response just listening to you describe yeah. it and that's you know that yeah yeah and it was just nothing. so and it was so quiet like that's all it, like, it was no sound it was just silence and like just this all the, all on the screen. It was just this like ticking down clock and like it just, oh, it was just, yeah. And then, and then it just went into the, the, the trailer for the next uh, expansion. So it was just, yeah, it was, mm -hmm. you know. That's obviously like crafted mm -hmm. um, in a, in a thoughtful way. I'd like to, um, I'd really love to be like, I'd love to see who was in the room making that decision that about decision. what to do with that. Because yeah. I, I, 
like, I mean, like we were talking about, you know, most of the top brass at these sorts of companies tend to be white, right? And they come mm. up with these milk toast bullshit responses because yeah. they're like, oh, shit, we need to say something or we look bad. And it's just, you know, your brand version of a, of a uh, okay, like, statement thanks. or whatever. Yeah, right. And, and, you know, so we can pretty much tell those have definitely been made by white people. But these sorts mm. of more proactive things, they must yeah. have had some diversity it's in that room. Thought. yeah. Because, like, yeah, it's it, it was much... Yeah, much better than white people would have come up with, that's for sure. <laughs> and the, how did, so I know when PlayStation did a, a shutdown, when Xbox made an announcement and had to kind of say, oh, we stand with PlayStation, which must have been awkward. Um, there were torrents of abuse from the player base. Yeah. Like, how could they do this to their loyal fans? How did the Destiny 2 community respond? Oh, well, there were, there were those, you know, it's a loud minority, but for the most part, actually, it's, I, I think, I don't know like the destiny 2 community is not too bad in terms of like i mean it's it's like i certainly so i, I watch my husband my husband does all the the high level raids and that and um when he's so when he does pvp it's all bullshit like you know oh, it's yeah. just like any other pvp full of certainly full of misogynistic assholes like right? loads of sledging basically yeah but it's like I mean, I think I asked him actually. I said because he he was talking about one game that he played where there was a woman on, and I was like, oh, you know, how 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 was how were people towards it? Because I, I thought, you know, maybe if it's gotten better, I might come back in. Cause maybe I try, it for a while. yeah, yeah. But he's like, no, nah. he's like, no, nah. they were no. they were assholes. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 still it's not great, you know. Um, mm -hmm. but he does play with pre kind of. He goes onto like a Discord server and sets up good teams with people, and yeah. that seems to be the way to kind of do it if you want to avoid assholes. But that's the way that you know women have been doing it forever anyway. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, whisper networks. We've yeah. always had them, especially in academia. Mm. We have to. Yeah. So yeah, so I think, but I think like. But you know what? I actually don't give a shit how their community responded. The fact mm. is that they were made uncomfortable by it and they yeah. were forced to watch it. And yeah. that's kind of like... And that's what counts. Well, yeah. And I mean, I read this really good book um, by um, Ijeoma Oluo uh, called uh, So We Need to Talk About Race. We need to talk right? about race, yes. Yeah, which is, I have uh, also read that book. It's a very, very good book. Highly recommended. I gave it to my family to read, actually, because I thought it would be really interesting for them given... They are like white as white as white Australians. Yes. And um, they really just have no concept of race. No. Like, race, like you know, like the, the issue, they have no concept of the issues of race, right? Like I grew up in a, in a, in an, like I didn't see a black person until I was 16. Like, well, um, this is the classic know. thing. If you don't, if you don't see what's happening. Yeah. I mean, they were always very respectful. So they were never actively racist. Right. But it was, it was always a, um, more a kind of, we don't talk about it. it was a taboo topic kind of thing mm. so my 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 you know people in older people of say my parents generation would talk about very dark people or tan oh yes deeply stuff, tan. <laughs> stuff like right. that and you'd like okay uh, you mean black people yeah yeah well they just didn't they, they wanted to be respectful but they didn't have the right words right and so it would it, they didn't and they they just so yeah in some ways you know it was kind of awkward like yeah but yeah anyway i mean i think right, <laughs> the the reaction is from the player base is it, it would give me hope if it was positive like but because like there was that thing on um fourth of july american independence day there was a story um in the boston globe about how Fortnite players 
um, barrage the live panel discussion on racism and police brutality with tomatoes and players are like oh it's an unwelcome infusion of propaganda and like no okay fuck right off clearly a propaganda is a committee of cardinals of the roman catholic church responsible for foreign missions founded in 1622 by pope gregory the 15th but apart from that if the very structures surrounding the games industry saturate the playing experience and are effectively extensions of white supremacist structures then the people throwing the fucking tomatoes are just propagandists too yeah that's absolutely right. So, yeah. no, I mean, and and I mean, like, so I think this 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 brings up this whole question about do do politics belong in our games? Right? Know? Do serious like, political things belong in ooh, games? Yeah, like, oh, we just want to play games. We don't want to think I mean, about we, hard our things. Last, <laughs> our last pod, right? People play games to escape horrible shit and to just get through sometimes, not to mention experience certain environments or immerse themselves in specific narratives. So, okay, let's entertain the question. Is it right to broadcast politics in various forms and games for it to be constantly bleeding into spaces made for enjoyment? Well, mainly to produce capital, but in theory, there's an exchange here. Yes. Okay. Yes. I will say, do you have a note? No, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes is the only answer. But yes is the only I answer. If you, if, if, make, if you think, if you think yes a, is not the right answer, no, no, you're yes wrong. The answer. <laughs> I'm not. I am in I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about our okay. listeners. Although I'm sure our really, listeners yeah. are lovely people and they also think because yes. they, would, they would have turned off by now if they weren't. <laughs> that is. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Um, but And that's fine. Like, maybe someone else will. No, it's not fine. They should be saying yes. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm, I'm allowed to be picky about my listeners. <laughs> I was, I was going, I was going to make a joke, but oh, sorry. time has passed. It's all right. Don't worry. There will be. I will think of other funny things. Hopefully, you were very in funny my life. Thank you. I am. I. I still want that top from Effin Birds that says "fuck you." I'm hilarious. Um, but I do want to say um, something that that did cross my mind. There was um there was a Black Lives Matter march in Elder Scrolls Online. Um I wasn't able to attend because it was on a European server um and I'm in West Coast North America time. Um but it happened. I think that's fabulous. But um That's interesting that it was on a European server, right? And not an American yes. server. Yeah. And that in and of itself is just kind of like, nah, there should be one everywhere. And like, Mm. it it shouldn't need to be community organized. Um, And, you know, but, but I do want to say that in the context of that, I I have, there are, I would say it's important to be thoughtful about how events or marches or memorials in games are organized um, to maybe minimize harm and risk to people taking part. Um, and that ultimately, yes, games are reflections of society. They are embedded in society. You cannot disentangle social concerns from the digital realm. They're all a part of human culture. But who's going to real-time moderate yeah. a Black Lives Matter march to keep people from doing horrible stuff? Well, it's like, the pe- it's like that classic, the funeral thing in WoW, right? Back, back yeah. in the very early days of WoW, all these people basically um griefed a, f- a funeral procession right yeah. and um yeah people are going to be assholes and i mean and it, the thing is they're, they, they're likely to be assholes regardless of what the topic is because there are just some people who are just assholes right and then um you know there are ki- kids who don't know better well they should know better but they like you know, I don't know they're there with their mates and they want to impress their mates and look cool or whatever um mm. but i mean it's just yeah it, it, it's it's uh, a <laughs> 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's hard. It's um but it doesn't so, mean that they shouldn't try. No. <sighs> but I I know, right? And it's um and that's I think that was the only thing that I thought of in terms of like the actual risk of this is like the risk to people who are undertaking the march or or organizing the memorial or whatever and and you know thinking about what can be done to protect them i guess one would hope that well one would hope that the number of people who are interested in doing a march would outnumber the people the number of people who are in the white supremacist um, type yeah the active are likely to yeah but the thing is is that like 4chan and that makes it very easy to get a squad together if you know what i mean and um Mm -hmm. like if they get an inkling of something happening and they just go in for the lols right and i mean yeah they're probably like also so right so i knew about this thing happening on the european server and i actually wondered i thought maybe i don't um i mean i'm not very socially networked in in ESO I play it fairly regularly um many of my friends have left the game I have one guild but they don't really do anything um so you know any listeners who play ESO on the North American PC server do let me know um I get bored um (laughs) but I was just like so have these things been organized in a kind of whispers network way in order to make sure that they're safe Mm. And maybe I didn't hear about it because I'm not a part of sort of these embedded social networks. Yeah, you'll probably find it certain guilds that have a social conscience, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I certainly wouldn't advertise it broadly if I were organizing one. I would go and speak no. to a few people that I knew were well connected with reasonable people and get them to do, like you know, like you say, a whisper network type thing, snowball. Yes. So uh, all of this sort of thinking has made me start thinking of um you know the the extensions these extensions of um colonialist white supremacist structures in video games and the site you know thinking about moderators and protecting things and i was just like what about guards and police mm. in video games especially in mmos they're often yeah. these infallible, unkillable beings who enforce like certain moral structures, sometimes using chickens as witnesses. <laughs> I've constantly been thinking about how these portrayals might play into people's uh, conscious or, or, or subconscious impressions of police as being neutral, being there to enforce laws or protect and, and serve or whatever. There's an inherent problem there in that laws are often racist. Um, and there could be an this could be an entire episode in time it really should be um because because what about guards in in games um and this might have cropped up in my brain um because oh and also you know we did mention propaganda um katie recommended a, a podcast to me and my part time is super limited these days what with one thing and another um but both of us loved behind the police um, done by Robert Evans and propaganda. Um, Robert Evans um, does the Behind the Bastards um, podcast. He's a jur- journalist. Uh, he works with Bellingcat and a bunch of other um, news outlets to do really good cutting edge journalism in potentially like he's done like war zones and other conflict areas. Basically, he's been regularly pelted by um, Portland. He's in Portland. Um, 
the moment yep. and he's been fired upon every night basically i have a lot of respect for this guy anyway yeah. and like but that pod is is definitely worth making time for um and you know it's it's um he outlines kind of some of the historical origins especially in the in the united states um of policing and it goes hand in hand with racism and colonial practices and it's definitely it's absolutely worth making time for and if you are a beneficiary of white supremacist social structures which if you're white you are yeah yeah and both of us are um then it's it's a good thing to listen to yeah um, definitely will qu- get you questioning your views of police as well which i never thought i would but yeah now i am so i am um, being that uh, in the words of my father, there's a big difference between all white and mostly white. Um, but that's his protection of his own privilege, right? Um, because he he passes almost as well as I do. Um, the thing is that he's un- he doesn't trust the police. And neither do I. And I'm terrified of the cops. And I- I've always just had this. And it's... It's difficult to explain to my colleagues who are just like, what? Oh, they're just the police. Oh, they're just doing their job. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like the Irish have the right idea about the police. There's a saying in Ireland, you're like the police. And what that means is that you're around when you're not needed. <laughs> and you're <laughs> and never you're around. When not you're around when you're desperately needed. Um, and, and that's like, the funny thing about that even is, um, in the Behind the Police podcast, there's this moment in one of the episodes fairly early on where um, one of them says, oh, yeah, policing in Boston. That's how Irish people became white. And I was just like, oh, hmm. because white has not always been the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, way to go, Irish people stomping down on the people who are below you in order to just kind of, you know. Well, it's the crabs, the crabs in the bucket thing, right? You, no, you know, it's absolutely the crab bucket. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, and this isn't even to, to, to start with things like looking at different, um, in various video games, you have like race stand-ins of like elves and stuff where they're horribly mistreated and things like hmm. that. And it's like, yeah, okay. So, but then they never go, they never really do anything with that in terms of making you think about how that translates into your actual so, life outside the game. The Somerset expansion in ESO is basically about Brexit and xenophobia. Um, and it's, uh, you know, of course there's a, a kind of abyssal cult um, behind a lot of it, but that abyssal cult wouldn't be successful if it weren't for how fucking racist the high elves are. Mm. Well, it's right? well, similar in, in, in The Witcher, right? You've got mm. a bunch of, like, they're these, you know, the, the humans are the kind of white people and mm. the non-humans are... Well, and all of the humans in The Witcher are white. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, so, yeah, well, that's right. They're all white, aren't they? Because, like, that's yep. how that's how Poland was in medieval times, wasn't it, Tia? Uh, because, like, The Witcher universe equals Poland and... Um, for some reason, just because the author is Polish. I, but I don't know that... Tia, no. have you ever heard of there being, like, elves and shit living in Poland? Um, 
Oh, yes. No, definitely. We have good skeletal evidence from a number of different burial maps. Fuck no. Like, honest to God. This is, and this is something, this is something that actually they've dealt with a little bit better in kind of TTRPG circles where they talk about, they're like, do we keep racism? And if we do, how do we cope with it? Like, if you're designing your own campaign, how do you deal with it in a way that either does the right social work so that it's relevant now? Or, hmm? No, you go, or... Sorry, I was going to... Or or is it better to just make a world where it doesn't fucking exist at all? Didn't they just make... like? Th- wasn't there a theme fairly recently with D&D where they made um, like orcs not evil by default anymore? Yes, like, they did. Yeah. And I mean, so, we all... We, we, our listeners are aware, right, that orcs are a way that um, black, black people. people are abused. Yeah, and it's it's just... just yeah. Yeah, so so they're a standard. It's a stand. So so they've always been seen. Like they're, they're by by default they are evil. And mm-hmm. uh, if you want a non-evil orc, you have to be a half orc, which is no, just yeah. so so it's wrong. So like in, and like the, out the idea, the... but also the idea of like like how half orcs are made. Oh my god, it's so bad stereotyping and and like like all the it goes back to that white supremacist, like that freaking um, that movie from the. 1930s or whenever it was that has like birth of the nation that one where it's the oh, god. The, the white women that need to be protected from the Puke. evil oh my god Puke. it just but this is but it's replicated throughout yeah. the systems that we happily play with to escape oh yeah right no and we don't absolutely. see them well i say we me me and people like me because yes. we are part of the the privileged part of that system right and we don't and, see it yeah, of course. We just think, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's orcs. <laughs> and right, like, somebody like me will see a shadow of it and be like, eh, oh, yeah, I mean, and yeah. carry on, right? Well, that's right. And and, and, and people who's, um, particularly people's, especially like uh, like First Nations peoples whose stories tend to get pilfered left, right, and center oh, for yeah. these sorts of games because, yes. oh, they're, they're old and, and mysterious and wise or whatever, right? But, but, but Can I just so say, make- fuck J.K. Rowling and her stupid ripping off of all the North American indigenous spirits and things for her idiotic American stuff. Thank yeah, you. and also she's a turf. Also, she's um, a turf, so fuck her for that reason yeah, as well. That, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, I mean, like, this is stuff that, that, that white people need to be A, aware of, and B, mm-hmm. like, actually actively questioning and actively pushing back on. So if you see this lazy sort of writing where, Gross. you know, oh, let's go steal, let's go take a, let's go take a, a stereotype and, and play it out and this, you know, but we'll change the black people to orcs or whatever, right? Mm. Or, or if you still see a story being stolen from that, that you know, um, yeah, like folk tales, right? This is like the, the classic kind of m- mine for video game developers are folk tales because, like, like I mean, they're 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 often you know good. There's often good moral stories in there as well, right? Yeah, um, fables, fables, and things like that. Mm. Stick to your own culture's fucking folk tales. That's all I can say. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're going to go and work, if you're going to go and take somebody's folk tale and turn it into a video game. Work with that group. Make sure they mm-hmm. benefit from the proceeds of that group. So the um, what was Give that? Give them that, narrative control. Yeah. What was that um, group that that was worked with? Um, remember at the value conference in Leiden, there was the, oh, the group where they um, they made the, that beautiful game. Yeah. God, it was really pretty. Oh, uh, what was what it called? It was. Oh, I bought it, um, and I can't. It's not on. 
Oh, it's not on this machine. Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Let me um, see if it's on my Steam. I'm just going to click over. I think I bought it as well. Yeah. Well, and this, lots this is the least we can do, right? Um, yeah, right. Find this um, game. Find this game. No, but I mean the... Um, the the least we can do alone? is like if we never yes, alone yes it was yes. never alone it was definitely never alone but it's yes. one of these things that if even if we're not gonna remember the game or play it or whatever we can support this we can put our money where our mouth is yeah and so yeah, yeah so I have this I found it in my Steam thing um, I was but just like, like I don't remember <laughs> yeah but I mean it's 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 yeah like. Um, it's really important to also amplify voices where they do the right thing, right? So, so, so this yeah. this sort of thing. Um, and I mean, so buy games from Black creators. There was a really good mm -hmm. humble bundle um, on the humble bundle site a couple of weeks ago that was a Black Lives Matter one um, uh, that amplified a whole load of um, Black indie game creators. I mean, there's lots of ways to support Black game developers, mostly by buying their games, but there's lots of indie developers. So if you go and look on itch, for example, itch.io, there's tons of indie game developers who release stuff there. I think the Humble Bundle stuff, I think they've, I mean, Steam, I don't think Steam's done anything special specific at least i haven't seen anything, i haven't seen I, anything but i don't I tend to look at steam, steam much. much but no. um there i'm i can guarantee there will be um oh look <laughs> today's deal is a, a game called police stories so yeah let's just say uh, not, um... yeah how about no does no work for you because that's <laughs> i think the other thing say, earlier was yes this is just no <laughs> yeah exactly right um Anyway, there'll be. I'll, if I'm, I'm gonna, I'll look for uh, some lists of uh, you know games that you can go and have a look at uh, if you want to go and support some black game creators, um, and I'll put that on the the show notes and all that. And so yeah, like, do yeah, put your money where your mouth is. Mm -hmm. Actually support people. Don't just click retweet on something and think it's going to do anything. Have the difficult conversations with your guild or your, your loved friends ones. You play with. Yeah, your loved ones. Your family. I know it's really hard. You, you're trying really hard to convince them to not vote for Trump um, or Boris Johnson or whoever the right-wing asshole is in Canada. Um, but like, uh, we have plenty. Yeah, the, Scott the Morrison. Conservatives are currently leaderless, but uh, oh, that's kind of convenient. Maybe may uh, may they're be polling. <laughs> yeah, but they're still polling really well because Trudeau uh, hasn't exactly covered himself in glory. Oh, that's um, familiar. But anyway, um, yeah. So I know you're trying to convince your 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 family to not be jerks, but um, yes. yeah. Here's another thing to add to the list of conversation difficult conversations you should have with them at some point. And I mean, yeah, they probably they may not necessarily respond immediately um, positively, um, but you know, certainly buying like that book. Uh, um, so we need to talk. You know, let's what was it? We need to talk about race. Sorry, my brain is kind of melted um <laughs> but uh yeah. yeah that that's a really that's a really good book actually that explains the issues really well to people who are open to the idea but just don't know how to kind of talk about it so that's why i could give it to my family because i knew that they wouldn't they're not going to like throw it in a fire or something they'd actually at least have a go you know it's um, so you want to talk about race by ijeoma oluo yeah that's the one um yes I'll put a link to something, someplace nice and, that you can buy it that isn't Amazon. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, but the, uh, yeah, not uh, Amazon. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, 
I do want to take a moment to recognize that it's not every family member will be responsive and it's hard when you're dealing with um, people who are inhabiting other disadvantaged intersections. Like there are valid complaints, but they can, let's just put that to a side for right now. Yeah, so there are other people's lives who matter, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, because everybody's human and actually individually all of our lives matter. But at this point in time, we really need to be worried about the black ones that we're worried about because they are disproportionately in danger compared with the rest of us. Yes. It's, you know, it's, it's, okay, so um, I don't normally talk about Bible type things. This isn't, you know an interest for me. Um, but on Twitter, I did see a really interesting um, story, which I believe comes from Luke in the Bible. And it's about a hundred sheep and Jesus is hanging out with his sheep and there are a hundred of them and he counts the sheep and there are only 99. And he's like, ah, oh, 99 sheep. Or, it may not be Jesus with a sheep. It may just be a shepherd and Jesus is telling the story. But the point is, there's 99 sheep and the shepherd goes after the one sheep. Why? The 99 are like, what the fuck? There are 99 of us and we are very important too. And Jesus is like, yeah, well, it's the one sheep that's in trouble. So you can wait. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And this is, you know, like, yeah, your lives are fine comparatively. Yeah. Okay. They might not be fine. It's depressing. No. At the moment, like... It's a um, fucking horrible time to be alive. Yeah, I mean, we're all suffering from pandemic bullshit and, like, um, horrible people in power and you probably don't have... Maybe you don't have a job or maybe you are under a lot of, like, stress, monetary stress or, or you feel like you've, you know, you've never been able to get past whatever it is in, in your life that is, is is stopping you from getting what you want to do, you know... Mm in your life but everyone at least you're not likely to get shot and killed by a policeman who in your own back garden who runs into your house while you're asleep and like yeah and and or have your neck stepped on for knelt on for almost nine minutes while you plead for your life i mean this is this is there's a difference here and you know um this is why we think it's an important topic to talk about this week, month, yeah. whatever, however it's, long we're doing it's these. Month. It's month. We've month. We've managed doing to do monthly. this within one month. Uh, yes. So it's, yeah. I think we're going to be moving to monthly because I think that's all I can handle right now. Yes. So, but, yes, um, please stay with us. Stay with us. We needed, yeah. we kind of needed to just. Yeah, we needed to talk about race. Something. Yeah, we needed to talk about race. And next time we'll talk about antiquarians. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. That sounds Think fun. about it. Yeah, if I, if well, I, uh, I have something I want to put uh, some time into uh, before we do that. Just, uh, you know, a nice little treat for our right, listeners. Then. But uh, so if that's not ready, then no. But if it is, then yes. Antiquarians it is. All right. Fantastic. Well, then, thanks, Tia. We'll um, guess we'll talk to you next month. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I'll talk we'll, to you before then. <laughs> definitely. At least Thank you, signal. listeners. Thank you for sticking with us all through. This was not an easy one and um, we're both also quite tired and, and, you know, suffering from all of the stresses that in life that 
everybody are affecting is at the moment. many people right now. Yeah, <laughs> plus some slightly different ones. And um, yeah, I'm just glad that my baby is still fast asleep throughout me talking in the next room. So, hooray! <laughs> Victory! Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, thanks so much for sticking with us. Um, This is the lo-fi version, so there's not going to be any outro music either because I couldn't be bothered. So, um, you know, we can do boop-de-boops and we'll see you next time. Stay safe, everybody. Yes, exactly. Wash your hands, wear a face covering of some sort and uh, stay safe and talk to your loved ones about, about race.